Listener Production. Ashes Talk, the last version of Adam Peacock with Brad Haddon here to review day five of test five of what has been an extraordinary Ashes series. Brad Haddon, of course it goes down to the last. Of course it has nerves frayed. Fortunately, of course, Stuart Broad takes the last wicket of the series for a glorious England win, but what a test match again, mate. Oh, what a series. But the, the last day was fitting. Going into the series, uh, Australia wanted to retain the Ashes. Um, they've done that. England wanted to entertain, and they've done that. Um, I, I thought the day five was a fitting end to it, to an unbelievable series, um, and a fitting end to Stuart Broad to, to take those last wickets. So, but the upside is... Australia have retained the Ashes. There were a couple of wickets that kind of summed up respective batters' um, whole series, as well, namely Marnus Labuschagne and also David Warner. And then, of, <laughs> at the very end, it has to be Broad, Bearstow, and Carey involved in the last wicket. Given, given probably the most controversial moment of what's been at times a series that have brought everyone's temper up a bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of poetic that it ends that way with those three. Well, we, we said at the start, Ash's campaign is all about theatre, and, and that's exactly what the finish was there. Little edge off broad, straight to Johnny Bairstow, who who took the catch, which was um, which was a good sign. Um, so he's keeping improved throughout the series. But, yeah, it's a fitting end. Um, the, the one thing that's stood out for me is the crowds. Even on that last day, that the whole crowd was packed, and we've had packed out stadiums for every day of this test series, and the last day was no different. They stayed around for the the ceremony. Um, they were very respectful of of both teams, and that was a great sign considering what's gone on through, throughout the whole series. So, uh, yeah, it was just a, an unbelievable series. The last day, though, wasn't without its uh, big, big moments where – like people on the outside could easily have an opinion one or two ways. Namely, the ball ads. So, yep. like, a, <laughs> my mate's WhatsApp group was blowing up about yep. why have these bastards been able to change the ball left, right, and centre? What's your take on all of that? And is it a, a normal practice with what went on there? Because Ricky Ponting had his say as well on the coverage. Yeah, well, it's it's common practice to change the ball. So th- that's that's nothing new. We're, we've seen that through, throughout the um, the summer. We're, we've seen that. Through ever in a day with we, we test cricket, what what is strange is you're meant to get a ball that resembles the one that ha- had the trouble as close as it possibly can, and, and and this ball had riding on it. This was a notable difference in the two balls. It, it changed the match. Let, let's be honest. The the way that the new ball behaved um, when England got it. What what needs to be looked at close is that two very experienced umpires out there. Is how did they get that part of the process so so wrong? Um, I think there'll be a an investigation looked into it. Um, I I don't think much will, will come over the end, but it, it was a just looking at the picture of the two balls. They, they've got that decision there so wrong. They're, they're basically given England there a, a brand new ball, and once they got that ball, it, it, the game did change. The the, the momentum of the whole game. Um, swung to England. The ball swung around a lot. So, yeah, I think the umpires there um, just got that decision horribly wrong. Yeah, three for 26 in 46 balls with the, the, the new old ball. 
if you want to do it. But I, yeah, putting all that aside, then we get to the Head Smith partnership and things are cooking along quite nicely. At any point, has did you think we've got them here when these guys were humming at three for 260 odd? No, not really. What, what I did think, I, I thought the game could have ended in a draw. Uh, that's where I thought the game was heading. It, it's tough to chase a total like that down in the fourth innings. H- history se- says it was against Australia. I, I like the, the Aussies' approach, though. Um, they, they were out there to, to win the game. And, yeah, that partnership with, with um, Head and, and Smith was giving us some hope. If, if Travis Head had applied one of his trademark knocks, maybe then um, we could have gotten in, in front of the game. But I always felt, to me, yes, Australia were making a great fist of it, but it was always going to end in a draw. So England to to wrestle the momentum back and, and to to get the win the, the way they did, it was an extraordinary test match. And, and, and I had to say, but well done to England. Oh, yeah. Capture that little piece of audio, England fans, if you listen to this and you haven't put your foot through your phone with some of the things that we've said throughout the series. But Brad Haddon saying, well done, England. That's that's amazing. But look, you look again at our top order and it, it, it's happened consistently throughout the series. And later in the week, we're going to review the whole series and, and look back on everything that's happened with greater detail uh, with Nathan Lyon, by the way. Nice little plug there. But Smith gets a really good start. Head gets gets himself in as well. Even Marnasy got to 13. The, the amount of times that these guys have, have got going, you think they're on here, on for a big, big score. And it just hasn't happened. Can you put that down to anything? Yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one, Adam. That, that can be the conditions in in, in the UK. Uh, we, we know conditions from a batting point of view can, can change from over to over with the overhead conditions. Uh, and we see the ball at, at times move around quite quite aggressively. Other times when the sun's out, it's a really good place to bat. But oh, I think if you just if you look back through this test match, um, Australia will be disappointed with the starts. All we needed is... One guy to, to go on with a big hundred. Um, then if we if we get that, all, all of a sudden you can bat around him. Whether you're setting up the game for a draw, and then those fifties and sixties and forties from the other batsmen, all of a sudden contribute to to getting the result the Australians needed. We 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 just missed that one big innings from one of the the batsmen. And the disappointing thing for the Aussies there, they all got themselves in. So that's what they'll be disappointed about. Yeah, and touching on some of the earlier wickets as well. So Warner gets done with a, it was a beautiful ball. Yeah, and he he had to kind of play that. But Marnus again outside his off stump all series, he he just didn't quite nail that brief, did he? Now they challenged Marnus's patience outside off stump. Um, that they, they found an area there that if they stayed there long enough, uh, they thought that they had great opportunity to. To get Marnus and and he'd he'd play that we're seeing at times about long periods of time, um for for not a great deal of runs he got a great hundred uh, in the fourth Test match but England bowled really well to him um they challenged um whether he knew where his off stump was and and, and again in this Test he, he got a little further through to everyone waiting behind the wicket so it was a challenging series for Marnus he, he came through with some really excellent um innings at at, at Old Trafford but. He'd probably be disappointed uh, not to capitalise on on some big scores throughout the series. So at one point we're three for two hundred and sixty four, and then all of a sudden we're seven for two hundred and seventy five. So uh, four for eleven at one point. But before that, just before that, Steve Smith, England thought they had Smith down the leg side, um, a little tickle off the glove. Ben Stokes 
catches and then does a Herschel Gibbs. Now, where do you stand? Like the, the, this becomes an international incident if Australia go on to win the Test match and Steve Smith cracks a hundred. Yeah, where I stand is have a look at Ben Stokes's reaction. He he knew um, he hadn't held that catch. Great effort, great athleticism. Get up one hand, but on the way down, he he dropped the ball and and you could hear when you're listening to the audio, he was talked into going upstairs. He, you could hear the players go, review it, review it. He goes, I'm not sure. So you could just tell by Ben Stokes' reaction that that he knew he hadn't held the catch. So is this along the lines of spirit of cricket, Bairstow stumping, but going to review and he would have accepted the umpire's decision unless something extraordinary happened and he, and he unchanged his mind? Oh, no, this is not the spirit of cricket debate because it, um, England did it. So it, it's... Um, <laughs> it, it's that that's a different debate, Adam. So we we, we can um, discuss that um, later in the um, week when we're we're viewing the series. So no, it's a it's a totally different scenario because it was England doing it. <laughs> Come on, it was uh, it was exactly the same scenario. Exactly, in my opinion, a hundred percent, it was the same scenario. Um, we we all know it was a you're in that heat of the moment there where you the series is on the line. It, it's a big wicket there to to get to Steve Smith and. We, we've heard a lot after the Bear Sale instance, oh, I would do things different um, and some pretty short answers. No, yes, uh, I would do it different. Well, you didn't. Yeah. No, it's a lot of rubbish, isn't it? And it goes to show, like he might, Vince, I don't know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he might look back and go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have reviewed there. But it goes to show what being out in the middle, in the heat of it all, and we can't appreciate it on the other side of the fence, but I can... I can certainly have an inkling of what it might be like, but you, your brain gets distorted a little bit, doesn't it, with your decision-making process? You, you've got like, oh, no, we've got to get this wicket. We're, we're under the pump. We're not going to lose this test, are we? You're surely not. They're going to chase down these runs. All of a sudden, you'll take anything, any way to try and get a wicket. Well, what they did there, they put it in the umpire's hands. He, he knew the result. Um, ben Stokes knew that he hadn't held a catch, so he, he could have put an end to it there, picked up the ball, thrown it to the... Um, Bowler said, well, Bold, no, I didn't hold that catch. Um, life goes on, the game moves forward. He he had his moment there for his spirit of cricket. He, he had it right there, but because where the game was at, um, the quality of the batsman at the crease, he rolled the dice and, and made the umpire go upstairs to, to make that decision. So in all those press conferences that done where he's given one-word answers about how he would have done things differently, he didn't. There you go. Tell you who was good though, in the spirit of cricket, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it was just elite cricket. Chris Wokes on that last day, he he was the difference. This one, it wasn't Mark Wood who barely bowled again. That's weird, but um, Stuart Broad takes all the headlines, takes the last, you know, rides off into the sunset with glory. But but Wokes, wow, um, some of his key dismissals in that fourth innings were uh, were yeah, pivotal. I know I'm going to talk about it um, in the week, but the, the series changed when Wokes and Wood came into the team. Um, I, I know Nathan Lyon um, also, that, that coincided with him missing the, the last few few test matches, but they, they just had a, another attacking option with, with Wood, um, someone to back up broad. A- Anderson wasn't a, a great threat um, through the series. He's playing more of a holding role and shutting the scoreboard down. But Wokes gave them another wicket-taking option. Um, and, and this test match, he, he was outstanding. He's got a great record in the, in the UK. Um, he got the ball 
to sing, actually, that the ball was doing quite a lot in the air and off the surface. And and he some of his wickets um, that he took in this test match were uh, they weren't really batsmen's fault. They were, they were just quality deliveries that the, the batsman had to play at, and, and he, he found the edge. So, yeah, Chris Wokes was um, a great addition to the team since he's came in in Headling. He, he was um, outstanding. Australian tail didn't wag. Unfortunately, Pat Cummins, or Mitch Stark, went cheaply to Wokes. Uh, Pat Cummins went cheaply as well. Todd Murphy, he's not a number 10. I think he can um, maybe uh, bat higher up. Um, when his test career gets going, which is a good sign for Australia at the tail as well. But in the end, um, Stuart Broad comes back and, yeah, he gets the, the golden mummy. He changed the bales at one stage again. Are you okay with that? No, it's it's just a bit of theatre, isn't it? it? It's Stuart Broad trying to get a reaction out of the Australians. Um, and, and all you're trying to do is is just get them in, in their head to, to second guess what they're doing. You're trying to break their concentration. Oh, I thought he did it perfectly to Marnus. Um he walked over, he changed the bales. Nathan Lyon, we can talk to him about it uh, later this week. He, he does it most balls after he he bowls. He rolls the bales um, at the, the non-strikers end. So it, it's just Stuart Broad. It, it's just public enemy number one trying to get a reaction out of the Australians to break their concentration. And you've got to know that when you're playing someone like Stuart Broad. And, and Marnus fell a bit into the trap. He... He, he engaged in what Stuart Broad was doing, uh, had a laugh about it, just lost his concentration a bit. And we talk about test cricket, yes, with the skill and the pressure under, but it's all played in the mind. It, it's all about staying in your bubble um, and, and not le- leaving that for long periods of time. And, and, and Stuart Broad's one of the best uh, at, at just getting in the mind and, and under the skin of not only the Australian batsmen, fielders, public, spectators, uh, he's just a master at it. So, uh, well done, Stuart Broad. Yeah, enjoy your retirement. Now, go away now. Yeah, um, see you later. <laughs> with all due respect, um, with a lot of respect, actually, for, for the amount of wickets he, he took and, and then he gets that fantastic moment. So, right decision to retire there with that. But you can't top that, surely, uh, winning a test match um, by taking the last wicket. Just in the postscript as well, uh, we mentioned Chris Wokes. He actually got the play of the series for England and the Compton Miller medal for best across both teams, 19 wickets at 18 in three tests. So not often in an Ashes series, player of the series only plays three of the five, but that was the effect that he had. Mitch Stark was player of the series for Australia. We're off to a quick break on Ashes Talk. Back in a moment to wrap it up. So the reaction, uh, Ben Stokes, 2-2, I think is a fair reflection of the two teams going toe-to-toe, Australia, World champions, quality team, but going down 2-0, I don't think many teams would have responded the way we did, standing here pretty content with what we achieved. That's fair enough. I I get that, apart from maybe the little, the last bit, because they don't end the series with a trophy. Yeah, it'll be interesting what they how they assess this series behind closed doors, actually. You know how important the first two test matches are, and, and to me, they just looked a little bit underdone. Um, they, they got caught up a, a bit in... In, in playing that, this baseball style of game. Yes, they do score um, a, a lot faster at times than, than the opposition, but there was there's only one really big score. Um, that was at Old Trafford. All the other scores were 350. Um, it wasn't like they dominated the series with the bat. So, yeah, yes, Ben Stokes uh, makes a lot of sense there. They'll be happy to come back from where they were, but... When you're sitting back and assessing what went on, it'll be interesting to see where they land on the first two test matches 
because to me they they looked underdone and not quite sure on, on the way they wanted to play. Pat Cummins, uh, we can be hugely proud of retaining the Ashes. Of course, we wanted to come over here and win it. Uh, similar group to 2019, not to be, but great series. And Hads, on this uh, stat, it, it is remarkable that it's the 73rd Ashes series, but two of the last three, uh, two of the three times that it's been 2-2. So in 1972, it was 2-2, but the only two other times it's been that scoreline at 2019 and 2023. Now, they used to play six ta- test Ashes series, um, but yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty remarkable how close these two sides have become on English soil. Yeah, and and if you look back at the team, I, I'm proud of what the Australians done. It, it was a, a remarkable series. Um, they, they went over there, they won the World Test Championship, they've retained the Ashes. Uh, yes, yes, you'd love to to win the series, and and, and they'll ha- have moments that they'll sit down and they'll be reflecting now, enjoying their success of retaining the Ashes because at, at it's no mean feat to to be able to retain the Ashes. Um, over in the UK, in their conditions, uh, it showed that this team um, is a, a pretty well-drilled team. But I think when that it's all washed up, I think they would have liked to to get through this this day, um, win two one, and and that would have been a really really satisfying uh, achievement for this group who who's done quite a lot in, in a short period of time under Andrew McDonald. Yep. Oh, we're going to review it all, the whole series with Nathan Lyon, yourself, myself. So that was Ashes Talk Hads. It's been a pleasure, um, but I've got to be honest, I might enjoy the sleep-ins, I think. <laughs> i tell you what, yeah, I will enjoy the sleep-ins, but it, it's been entertaining. It, it, yeah. It's been, um, it, it's one of those series where you go, I'll watch the first session, then you're screaming at the um, the TV in the last hour of play. It's It's been um, must watch television. Yes, the sleepings will be good, but it's been an unbelievable, entertaining series. So well done to everyone. Hads, thank you. Catch it through the week for Willow Talk. How good with the Matildas? Well done. Outstanding. Uh, that was Ashes Talk. Well done, England. 2 2 the final score. Desmond will be back with Willow Talk through the week.